Hi friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the U-Turn Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a counterterrorism professional turned career coach, Forbes blogger, speaker, and now author of my own career book that has just released for pre-order on Amazon. You can probably guess the name as it's also called U-Turn, spelled Y-O-U-T-U-R-N. This book is all about getting unstuck, discovering your direction, and designing your dream career. I created the U-Turn podcast and wrote the U-Turn book with this goal of helping you reconnect to who you truly are and upgrading your confidence in work and in love. So if you're looking to get even more clarity beyond the podcast and even the book on where you belong in the workforce or you wanna make a career pivot or just explore your purpose overall, we have a brand new free quiz to help you out with that. Just head on over to ashleystahl.com if you wanna take it. It's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com for the free quiz. Also, I'm really excited to finally let you know that this episode has been brought to you by Organifi. I have fallen so in love with their smoothie protein, their chocolate, their vanilla, and also their green juice drink. I have both of these products every single day. And after years of declining and dodging sponsorship, because I didn't want to feel sticky promoting something to you, I decided that their products were so good, so transformative for my health and my morning routine that I reached out to them and asked if they wanted to sponsor the U-Turn show. So if you are inspired to upgrade your health during these uncertain times and you want products to add into your routine throughout the day, I just can't recommend them enough. I was able to get you a discount code for 15% off when you check out. All you gotta do is head on over to Organifi.com backslash U-Turn. It's spelled Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com backslash Y-O-U, T-U-R-N. Make sure you enter the code U-Turn at checkout on their website. And now let's dive in to this week's episode. You initiate so often and you make sure to create the relationship with the people that you're interested in creating it with and you take that action and I hadn't yet. Mm. And it was like a very hard thing to confront. And I think that in the conversation of how to actually curate these communities, correct me if I'm wrong, but step one is be the person that you actually would like to be friends with. Welcome back, U-Turners. This is not Ashley Stahl. This is her best friend, Amanda Bucci, and I'm actually here today to interview your favorite person, your favorite podcast host, Ashley Stahl. Whoop, whoop, pull over that ass too fast. Whoop, whoop, pull over that <laughs> I'm so excited to be interviewing you today on your podcast with your listeners it's and to so give them good. like an inside look of, of you as, as the human, as the Ashley that I know and love as my best friend. And mm. I think with having some level of a platform and having people know who you are you can show yourself but there's also just like some things that you don't really talk about not because you don't want to talk about them just because they might not be relevant to your content or might not be you know just like a whole podcast of like here's about my me and my life but Mm -hmm. sometimes those are the most valuable and those are the most fun to listen to also yeah it's so funny too because i feel like there's got to be some things i don't want to talk about that i don't know why you know like (laughs) so it's like and we're gonna talk about those things too maybe maybe and i'm gonna ask you all of the things all the questions so today we're gonna cover a couple of different things we're gonna talk about friendships we're gonna talk about 
boundaries. We're going to talk about shifts in your career. We're going to talk about current life practices that Ashley consistently does to keep her productive, things that make Ashley feel like Ashley, and some updates about her book. Whoop, whoop. And since knowing Ashley, I've always known her as someone who has like I think the best relationship to friendship that I've ever seen mm. in my whole entire life and I think you were one of the people actually you were the person that reminded me what friendship really is I mean so much thanks I, for saying it's that. like it's just so true because your relationship to friendship I think from what I saw was very much so like a part of your whole entire life mm -hmm. and just in your singledom and during a period of your life, you were like, I'm going to really commit to this friendship thing and I'm going to make it a, a huge part of my life. I'm going to make my friends, my best friends and the people that I want to be really best friends with, I'm going to put so much effort and energy into. And then with that, I think a part of that from what I saw was setting boundaries with people that maybe weren't going to be you weren't going to be super close with like you're not really messy with your friendship energy no, and I want to like yeah. I, I like would love to talk to you about that and have mm -hmm. people hear your perspective on how you go about doing this whole thing navigating the whole friend navigating. thing it's so funny Snoop like oh and by the way I call, you guys probably have seen me talk about a man on Instagram but I call her Snoopy I don't know why we kind of make like a funny face like Charlie Brown and Snoopy like Charlie Brown, Snoopy. it has this little sound you and know she looks like she's caught Snoop in the act Snoop. of doing something weird <laughs> Snoop and Snoop so we're both both snoopy with each other snoopy with each other hello snoopy that's how we start every voice memo yeah hello snoopy hello, snoopy <laughs> <laughs> like everyone it's such a it's such a mind like a good mood but boost you know hello snoopy. um what is going on with friendship i would say i i didn't ever think i had a gift with this like all of you girls have been validating that you know like well we all met because of you yeah but yeah but like it's that wasn't because I was like, I'm going to be the one that brings you all together. It was more this like selfish motive of like, I want to spend my time with people I want to spend my time with. So if I choose to bring the people together that light me up the most, then this is going to be great. You know, Yeah, that really worked. <laughs> yeah. It worked because everybody <laughs> loved each other and it's, yeah. it's a great thing. And I think, um, you know, one of the biggest mis not mistakes, but missteps that I think a lot of people take that I've always seemed to have a pulse for with myself is a mismatch in core values or priorities. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I think there's some girls in our circle, like maybe on the periphery who are great people, but they don't prioritize friendship or community um, in a way that, and, it, and it's been interesting even with you, Snoop, because I feel like you do want to prioritize friendship and community and you've gone through such a journey, like watching you as my friend, you know, like my best friend, like watching you learn how to navigate your own creation of it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't even want to step into that, you know, or it's pretty vulnerable. Uh, it it's is been vulnerable. It is vulnerable to like, be like, I want to make more friends. Um, but I've seen a lot of women in our group who are awesome. And when you're with them, they're like a cupcake, like so fulfilling, you know, mm -hmm. but then when they leave, they're off and they're not reachable and you can't get a hold of them or like they, and, and you start to kind of feel like, oh, this is somebody that maybe I can't turn to. And I think that that's just an issue of core values. For some people, that's going to be awesome. Like for right. the girl or guy or whoever's listening to this, that they don't want to create friendships where um, there's an expectation of, of showing mm -hmm. up on an ongoing basis. And they just want deep connections that when they're in town or when their workload calms down, they see each other. Like that totally works. But for me, it's been huge to get clear on my values of like how important is community and friendship to me. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what that looks like is kind of defining what do I want to receive from a friend and what do I want to give? Because you can't ask for what you're not willing to give, you know, which Absolutely. I think a lot of people are doing, mm -hmm. you know, people are like, I want the ultimate friends. But then it's like, are you being?
healing that friend. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, that's looked like I can't, I have a lot of clarity of, I can't be close friends with somebody who it takes them like a week or two to text me back. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, it's just like a non-starter. Do you think that um, in your experience that mm-hmm. that is just somebody's personality or do you think it's where they're at in their life? Or do you think that it's just a mismatch in mm-hmm. level of connection or a combination? That's a really good question. I mean, you must have a podcast, by the way, everybody, <laughs> Bucci has a podcast, Bucci radio. I mean, it is great. Thanks. Yeah. I, I love that question because I never really thought about it that way. I think part of it can be where they're at in life. I think everybody has a phase or where, but even when I'm in a phase where I'm really busy, I've totally voice noted you and been like with my book, like, Oh, I'm so Mm -hmm. in it this week. I'm going to fall off, but I'll be back. Right. You know, and and I'm here if you really need me, you know? Yeah. I'm just not like casual and saying hi this week. Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's been communication. So some people are just in a phase. Other people are in a permanent phase that they think they're in a phase, but (laughs) that's actually just who they are. You know, and there's really, again, no judgment on it. I just am like, it's almost like ordering dessert at a restaurant. and The waitress is like, do you want chocolate or vanilla? It's like, I just choose vanilla and there's nothing wrong with chocolate. And so some people, their choice is like, I, I'm in a place where I can't prioritize my friends at a level where if they text me and I'm at a dinner with my boyfriend or my partner, I'm not going to see it as a priority to get back to them. Or, Mm. so I think it's really, the first thing is just getting clear around like the urgency with each other. Yeah. Cadence, you know, cadence, cadence. And you and I have talked about cadence a lot because yeah. our cadence has like shifted, but it's also, but we always communicate about that. We always communicate about when it's shifting and yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. Like whether our cadence are shifting cause we're on a different page or our cadence is shifting cause you, you have a big project or you're traveling. Like we're always talking mm-hmm. about that. And so I never feel blindsided by our friendship. Like mm-hmm. I, and, and I think that a lot of people want to be close cause they feel super connected to somebody and then their heart gets broken or let down when that person's just not that available. Yeah. It's almost like dating. Like, you know, yeah. if you're emotionally available, you want somebody who is too. Yeah. A lot of people are dating people that aren't emotionally available for that level of connection. How do you relate like the dance with dating and the dance with like being in a partnership, a romantic mm-hmm. partnership to the dance with being in a friendship? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So everybody's different, but for me, I've decided it's deep friendship or bust. Like <laughs> I just want really good friends and and that, or else I, I don't really want the mediums. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, people who are medium friends are people who, and I hate to like rank it, you know, but people who I like give medium level of focus to. Yeah. They're people who I've had in my whole life, like old friends from high school that maybe we've changed, but I love seeing them. Yeah. Yeah. We have maybe nothing in common anymore, but like I totally. value the, the history we have. Yeah. Those are the people that are cadence. Is, I'm fine with the cadence being that they're familiar to me. I see them, but it's when it's convenient, you know? Right. right. And they have that with me, but I think um, I've, ha- I've been a by a lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, it's been in our circle, especially. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's been six months since we've seen each other. We've got to make time. And I'm like, eh, I've got you. I've got Sarah Pendrick. I've got Nicole, you know, like Alyssa, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, there's like four or five of you that I'm like, if I haven't seen you in a week or two, then I'm not going to go see that random person that has dropped off for six months. Right. Um, and so I think it's about really understanding number one, what kind of cadence do you want? Number two, what kind of person are you? Are you the person that wants like casual friendship? Are you the person that wants somebody who's there? Mm-hmm. How do you want to communicate? What are your expectations and desires? So for me, it's been non-negotiable. Like I want somebody that I feel is available for me and it doesn't mean that they don't have a life. It just means that if there's something up, I genuinely feel like the nature of the connection is one where the person's yeah. going to be responsive 
so like with you, like, I feel like I have this invisible force field with me everywhere I go, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, think I like it's, that. Yeah. And it, it, it's like this invisible force field of support. Yeah. You know, you know how that. like yeah. anybody listening to this show right now, they have certain names that are going to pop up on their phone. Maybe it's their mom. Yeah. They're always going to answer. Yes. And then there's like other immediately. names immediately. Yeah. And even if they're busy, they'll answer and say, I'm busy. Yes. It's not um, like a, I'm going to get back to this person later. Yeah. I'm not busy. It's I'm busy. Hold on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it's like the same level you have with a romantic partner when mm-hmm. you're like, for example, I'm in a long distance relationship. Like we're just texting exactly. all the time when we're not together. And it's yeah. like that same level of having that with a friendship, mm-hmm. especially cause you're, it's not like dating where you're like going on dates all the time with your friends. But if you're mm-hmm. seeing each other once a week, a couple times a month, it's like in between, you still have that connection. And I yeah. think that so many people don't have friendships like that. Yeah, totally. And I think there's a lot of steps we could talk about for people to create it on here. I just, it's been huge. And I I think a lot of people are not aware of that. Like, well, what would be an ideal friendship for you? Like how many, how much time do you have? You know, cause that's real. Yeah. And how deep do you want to go with those few or do you want to have a bigger, like circle of options, I guess, and like not go as deep with people, but that is really real. Like you only have so much bandwidth. Totally. And for me, it's like with the four or five of you that I really, really, really care about. It's Mm -hmm. just like, that's it. Like I, I I don't have time to give and I would never, I I have a standard of what kind of friend I want to be. And so I'm just really discerning because honestly, Booch, if I see if somebody comes up to me and they're like, Hey, are you available? I see it as taking away from my time with you. And yeah, you know, like I directly yeah. see my yes, like being a no to the people I care about. Mm. I'm really zero sum, like realist yeah. about it of like, this is just taking time from the well and I value people. And and, and sometimes it's a heartbreak because there are some people that I'm like, oh, you're so cool. I would love to be your friend mm-hmm. and, and maybe they'll reach out. But I know that they're the type of person with a cadence that won't work for me. I yeah. know that they're going to travel, you know, for six weeks <clears throat> and then come back in town and want to see each other all the time. And I'm like, I can't mm-hmm. have that. That kind of friendship. So mm-hmm. for me, I just kind of woke up and decided that I was going to have friends that felt like family. And so anywhere I go, no matter where I'm at, I feel like there's like a family level network of, of girls that are, and it's not huge, but that are just so there. And, and you guys mm-hmm. have been there for me for so many different things, whether it's like my sister dying and like, mm-hmm. you know, my friend, Nicole, like moved all of her clients and like sat with me in the hospital for that. Or like you came over and like, we, we took a walk that we, yeah. you know, it's like, I feel, I, I remember you texting me your schedule actually yeah. and being like, this is my schedule. Yeah. And you circled the things that could move. Mm-hmm. And I think the depth of yeah. connection where like, there's a friendship where it's like, here's my work schedule, but this friendship is a priority. Yeah. It's like, I would never take that for granted. I would never like ask somebody to overstep or like drop something that, yeah. but knowing like I have this invisible force field where if I need something, there's someone there. And I'm willing to give that into this well of goodwill that we're building together that and we you can had, draw like, from. The safety to even ask and say like, "Hey, I need you," and like that's yeah. super vulnerable because if the, if it feels as though there's not availability for the other person to be like, "Oh, I can move something for you," yeah, the ask wouldn't even happen, and that's when people start to feel really lonely. Yeah. That's a really good point. And loneliness is like such a trademark of this time and era that we're in as a society, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I never feel lonely. And and I think there's probably a difference between alone and lonely. And I know all different books, you know, would yeah. define them differently. To me, alone feels like I don't have anyone. Whereas lonely for me feels like I have people but I don't feel understood or I, I feel mm-hmm. like everybody's busy right now or mm-hmm. I don't feel like I feel a bit disconnected. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've been really, really clear and, um, yeah. really 
honest with myself about people, I almost see it like in the weirdest way, like hiring for a job, you know, where it's like, yeah. is this person able to meet the needs that I show up with? And can I do yeah. what they need too? Yeah. And so obviously anybody looking to like eliminate it, it's like, what is the kind of cadence you want? Do you want the person that can prioritize friendship over work or is it, mm -hmm. you know, fine that they can't? Um, I think other things, I mean, obviously the connection has to be there and you always know when you have a connection with somebody. Right. And then I think the biggest thing that I've learned with you a lot is, is being willing to risk the relationship. Relationship. Like yeah. how many yeah. times have I said to you like, Hey, I don't like this or Hey, I don't think about yeah. I, this is what I think of what you're up to. Or you'll say it to me like, Oh, well, I, this is what I'm going to do. Um, we've been re like really honest with each other and, and it's risking it's first of all, tr risking the relationship is trusting the relationship, right? Trusting you know? it to hold whatever hard thing is going to come up is going to come up. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get someone, um, and, and I think it's okay in friendship when you want this kind of relationship to tell the person like, Hey, you know, like I love, um, I love our friendship and I just want you to know I'm, I'm holding a standard where like you can say yes or no to me. Like yeah. you can tell me yes, you can tell me no. Cause you know how people can feel when another person has a no, but they're saying yes. Mm -hmm. Those moments are the moments where you can create real friendships because right. it's like, if you're receiving a yes, when you feel a no, that moment of giving somebody permission for their no yeah. is like setting a new bar for the relationship, you yeah, know? Yeah. I and, um, and, and I think you have told me that. And Nicole has told me like, that's been really healing because there's a lot of friendships where there's a lot of guilting, there's a lot of passive aggression or whatever. Mm, and, weirdness and it's just been really profound to have connections where it's like hey i'm i'm giving you permission to be a no yeah. and i'm not taking it personally if you can't come to my birthday mm -hmm. or my thing like we have a yeah. friendship that maybe some people like showing up for those things is is the kind of person they want you know totally yeah so yeah it's about i think coming up with a vision and a lot of people are not intentional they just have a connection and they're like okay let's build this and it's like well but does that right. person even have availability what what are your standards for me a standard is like if i have a problem i have i have a friend who like would be there you know yeah, totally and and be and, and define what does be there even fucking mean you know because right. like people are like they're gonna be there for me i'm like what does be there mean for you yeah to some person being there means like within the next week or two you guys will definitely have dinner you know yeah. to me being there means if i shoot you a text and you're in a session with your clients or your mastermind like you'll get back to me definitely like as soon as you see it yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah if i'm like in sos you know mm -hmm. and and very rarely am i but it's been such a force field for me because having you guys has given me this level of like, um, creation. And I think also generosity, mm -hmm. like the amount of safety we have with each other the, and, and knowing it's beyond work, it's beyond money. So much so far. Yeah. I think honestly for you and I, I remember the first like six months of our friendship, we connected because of work because you invited me to speak at your online Some, summit, Yeah, but we didn't talk about work for months. No. No, we didn't. I was like, we haven't talked about work at all. I remember the first time we yeah. had a money conversation, we were in the car driving to the Malibu or the Palisades for some reason. I oh, forget funny. what it was, but we were driving and I, and I was like, this is the first time we're talking about money. I think maybe it was like your birthday dinner. I forget How what it was. Funny. But yeah, I was like, we haven't talked about this. Let's talk about it. And we were yeah. like, we've just had other, other things friendship things mind. to care about. Yeah, totally. I think having clean energy, like whenever there is an agenda, it's never going to work. And yeah. I feel like yeah. the space we, we work in like influencer land, it's like, there's a lot of agendas, a mm -hmm. lot of transactions. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird because like the less I have an agenda, the more magic happens for me anyway. Totally. You know, like I'm just focused <laughs> well, on 
saying with you because like you are one of the best networkers i know thanks but not because you go in with an agenda and like networking mm -hmm. energy a lot of people feel and i i felt like this for a while like oh it's a networking event everyone has an agenda mm -hmm. but you like you are friends with and know some of the top of the top people yeah and you're just like i don't know how i became friends with them i just treated them like a fucking human yeah and you just treated them like a human and you were nice to them and you mm -hmm. talked about them and you like laugh with them and you were just being mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. but those people it's like the the agendas that they get confronted with on a daily when you don't have one it's different totally people feel an agenda they smell an agenda even yeah. if they don't consciously smell it their subconscious feels something totally. you know and they respond to you and it's i think just so so important to be able to say to yourself like do i really want this friendship from a, like honest place or or do i want it from a do i have a different reason for it you know and um when, when it comes to networking i've completely wove my freak flag like i'm just <laughs> yeah, totally yeah. fearless in being who i am because i just genuinely trust that anybody who's supposed to be in my life is gonna like see like we talked about the other day who you are always wins like mm, who you are so is good. going to leak through whatever if, if you have a yes but you mean no your no is gonna leak in totally and, it's, and so it's really like into like ripping a band-aid like do you want to be who you are today and and you know spare yourself the next week of struggle when you said yes but you meant no because your no mm -hmm. is going to show through or why don't you just say no today and then the right people are going to want to be around you you know how do you say no um i usually will say something um complimentary like oh i would i would have loved to do that but um like i'm really focused on this like let me get back to you i will admit that sometimes when i'm really baffled and i don't know how to just be a hard no i'll say let me get back to you mm -hmm. at another time yeah. but i never make it sound like let me get back to you today tomorrow this week right like let me circle back if things change right that's my thing yeah um, that's nice if things change yeah i would love to do that i'm i'm slammed right now let me circle back if things change and slammed right now could mean i haven't seen amanda in a week haven't seen nicole in a week um, need have this new project time. need to be alone haven't gone to my meditation yeah, it classes it doesn't mean that your book is full it means that you yeah. need to fill it with specific things that are your priorities yeah yeah and that means i'm busy and yeah like, you know like i love, I love natalie that. ellis because she's like oh i cancel plans to make time for myself you know and yeah. it's really <laughs> yes. awesome it's good that she's like that and um yeah it, it's it's there's such a um sanctity i think to being who you are in a world that is really used to people being somebody else mm -hmm. and i think the area that i worked the most on that was in my online business because when i started out i felt like i needed to have a brand and look beautiful and have the hair and the makeup and the things and i still have some of that but i think that was the thing i struggled the most with was like selling online mm -hmm. versus like the spirit of who i really am and like you, you know i know you do a lot of work with teaching people how to sell and be themselves you know and that was something that was such calibration period for me yeah um but when it comes to networking um i've always treated people with the mindset they're like my uncle's friend that's a cool yeah, yeah like like friend like they know that's my family but they don't know me that well got it you know got it so i always approach people from that level of warmth mm. of like hey how's it going who are you you know yeah, yeah. Um, hey, how's it going who are or you? that's an exciting t-shirt you have on you know like that's fascinating tell yeah, me about that tell me what led you to that shirt but you always ask people and i think that um something that I love about you and that really drew me to you. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a part of be who you want to be to create the relationships that yeah. you want yeah. is you ask people about them and you initiate. Mm -hmm. And for me, like one of my friendship wounds was initiation. And I yeah. was like, I, like always waiting for other people to initiate. And like you were 
the main initiator. You yeah, were like, I, love to initiate. I see you. Let's go. I'm interested in you and I want to be your friend. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, yeah. I want to be your friend because of this. Well, and but you were available for friendship. So that's I was also very available, like totally. an availability thing. Yeah. So we like definitely linked up and connected on that. But yeah. I, I remember like voice memoing you and we were like, our cadence was like daily and we yeah. were voice memoing daily. Yeah. And we were both very single, which is like yeah. now we're not and, and it's yeah. different. But it was definitely like this period where we really clinged on to each other. Mm-hmm. And I was like crying in my bed. Like I was having a really bad day and I think I was like nauseous and I was just like upset that I wasn't getting as much um, depth of connection that I was looking for. And I recognize in that moment that like you initiate so often and you make sure to create the relationship with the people that you're interested in creating it with and you take that action and I hadn't yet. Mm-hmm. And it was like a very hard thing to confront. And I think that in the conversation of how to actually curate these communities correct me if i'm wrong but step one is be the person that you actually would like to be friends with yeah definitely and that's Mm -hmm. so funny because like uh, full disclosure u-turners i'm hungover today i had three (laughs) drinks last night which is like my maximum like Uh, until i turn into like a pumpkin or whatever cinderella did you have a lot more at little john concerts oh my gosh well that was like massive hours period (laughs) there's still like a 21 year old inside of me that likes to go to a club and dance together yeah we totally do it really is the best we're going well, out this week by the way we have girls night out thursday oh yes i'm so, so in. i'm so about excited that. about that yeah, it's been giving me life all weekend it's thinking time. about it um what was i even talking to you about i just totally got off track initiation was, friendships uh, initiation friendships being the person you want to be oh being the person you want to be so be last night with. i went out and had a couple drinks with oh, yeah. my boyfriend william and we had a party to go to and we went to this bar and this girl who was sitting at the bar you know when so many people are sitting at the bar you kind of have to like fight your way to like mm-hmm. make an order and so we i was like excuse me and she started talking to william and then i started talking to her and she kind of like for lack of a better term, crashed our date. But she was really nice. Like, she was a nice girl, but she started confiding in us that she struggles to make friends. And I've had a lot of people actually message me on Instagram. Mm. I want to make more community. How do you do it? How do you have a community? So let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Before you even think about making a community, I think number one, be the one you want to attract. Number yeah. two, same with love is, is with friendship. And and then number two, know your priorities. Like, you know, kind of going back to the beginning of this conversation, like what kind of cadence feels good and realizing that you're yes with something is a no with something else. Like if you're going to have X amount of cadence with one person and it's not working for you, like I'm, I'm kind of an extremist where I'm like, if that's not it, then put them in a different box. And so the way I see friendship, for example, is in multiple boxes. And I might mess this up because I've never really voiced this except for to Sarah Pendrick. Um, we've talked about this a little bit. Yeah. We've talked a little bit. Like the main box is like give everything, do everything. Yeah. And you're in that box with me. I'm in that box with you. Those are the people that like, they're beyond, it's beyond money. It's beyond work. It's, Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's an expectation, not really an expectation, but like an agreement and a mutual willingness to show up for each other it's family it's family they're the one that you pick up like your mom hey i'm stepping into a meeting let me call you later yeah there's like four friends i have like that anybody else i'm i could be busy for a week you know Mm -hmm. it's so funny because you know that like i'm such a fuck yes and so people almost um you guys all feel like I have all this time probably, but, but then it's only, only because I'm such a no everywhere else, you know, like, yeah. And I just disappear. And it's not that I am meaning to be unkind. It's just like, I know my priorities in my relationships. And that's why we have this like well of goodwill that we've built together. So the top box is like, do give everything. And that also looks like resources, like in business that's looked like, um, 
oh, you you have this going on. Let me send you my email sequence for yeah. that. And you can copy, paste, tweak, do whatever you want. Yep. So there's been like a generosity of spirit in that yeah. box. And, and, and like I'm things very that you work really hard on. Yeah, things you work really like hard on, you surrender them. Yeah. 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 You surrender everything oh, you do yeah. in support. So you don't sabotage yourself. If you and your friend yeah. are working on the same thing, like they mm-hmm. need to do their own thing. But like there's like an extreme level of generosity. Yeah, totally. um, and I love that. And, and, and it's also that level of box for me where if I want to make, ask a favor mm-hmm. and it's awkward, it's, I don't allow it to be awkward. Yeah. So if it's like, Hey, Bucci, I need you to email your list about this. Anything yeah. that somebody would feel um, cringe about yeah. asking somebody agenda, like yeah. there's an assumption in that box of friendship and you can usually only fit to me at least three or four people max like yeah. <laughs> in that box. Cause they're commitment. Yeah, totally. Um, and then this, and, and those are the people that, you know, you have that with. And then the second box I think is, um, somebody who you see when you see them and mm-hmm. it's all good. You really yeah. love seeing them. You don't have an attachment to see them all the time. Yeah. It's mutual. Yeah. In that box for me are high school friends. And then the other box, this is the most interesting one that I think Sarah Pendrick and I had a huge conversation about was the business friendship box. Uh So, um, this, so like the top box I talked about where you give everything that's kind of like, um, give all surrender, all clean energy, trusting nobody has an agenda because you have such a well of goodwill built up. Yeah this box business friends to me it's like when when we're in business or other people could be their career friends if you're in the workforce Mm -hmm. to me that's like oh these people are killing it and i like them admire them enjoy their company um but they're all business and um i think one of the most painful things somebody could do is try and misunderstand or misunderstand somebody that belongs in the business box and, and have expectations of them as if they're in that top friend box totally. of like the give all do all That's super box. painful. Super painful. Sarah Pendrick had come to me. I believe it was like, I don't know, like six months ago, she was crying about mm-hmm. some sort of thing we had. Um, she was in tears talking about like this person kind of sideswiped her, pulled the rug from beneath her. And, and I started yeah. asking questions like, well, how well do you know this person? How yeah. much have you invested in this person? Okay. So you were generous with her as if she was in your top box of right, friends right like you were generous in spirit like you gave her a lot mm-hmm. and then she sideswiped you like you had no well of goodwill built up you right. didn't have a cadence that was yeah. clear yeah you and and now you're hurt by her but i don't really get hurt by people that are not in my top box because right. i don't have those expectations with them right I like so that. i'm mm-hmm. like oh if you're a business friend then like what i'm re- what that really means for me is i like you and we could do business together yeah. Like, great. You know, <laughs> that's it. And yeah. it's very transactional. Those relationships are very transactional. Mm-hmm. It's mutual and there's nothing wrong with it. I don't know yeah, why, but it's in not society, good, bad, right or wrong. it isn't, but people judge those, you know, like, yeah, like, Oh, this is just like a shallow, shallow relationship. Shallow it's relationship. not because it's like, why not do business or why not network with people you like? Yeah. You know, and why not support yeah, those mutually people? Mutually beneficial. Yeah. But it's really just business gives and takes. There's not yeah. emotional gives and takes. You put your neck out for somebody in business if you respect them, you know, yeah. like it's not yeah. a bad thing. Um, and you can like offer something in business and give your generosity if you like really admire them, really respect them, but not because you expect something back from them necessarily. Like yeah. maybe you just really admire your mentor and you're just like, you were like, maybe you didn't hire them, but you just really admire them. And you're like, I would love to just give you my card deck that I made or my book that I wrote or my product and like mm-hmm. don't expect them to promote it or don't expect yeah. them to like, do anything about it or if you ask it's transactional because totally. you've already done it it's interesting because the top of this pyramid we're talking about where it's like your diehard go all in friends there's this well of goodwill 
that has been built up and trust. Yeah. yeah. The second one that I talked about on this kind of hierarchy yeah. is like the old friends that you see when you see or the people you see where you see. That well is a well of time. Yeah. You know, there's like, like that. history, mm-hmm. a well of history that you trust. Yeah. And then I feel like this business well is um, a well of, I would say, achievement or success. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that generosity is going to look different from that. And so yeah. what I mean with that is like, oh, you know, Amanda's really badass at Instagram. So I'll do a free training for your mastermind yeah. group. Yeah. But that's if we're business friends, that's all it's coming from a different place. So if I ask Mm -hmm. you to come from my community, it's like, you're my friend. And if you don't like the episode, you don't like something that if, even if I spent all fucking day doing it with you, I will delete it because I care about that's what that kind of well is. Um, and so whereas business transaction, it's like a business transaction. Yeah. And I think that when you give to your business well, and you want to curate that list of people just as carefully as your friendship list. Totally. Um, all of these lists deserve to be curated with a lot of attention. And your, sometimes the friendship people can start in the business box and move. Yeah, and move, totally. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, sometimes it's going to serve your network, if you're very intentional about who's in it, mm-hmm. to do something without anything in return because you're yeah. contributing to that well of success. Yeah. It's like everybody's yeah. rising. Mm-hmm. So it's really just Great. different um, places you're coming from, different intentions. Yeah. But um, I think it drains a lot of people to not know where they're putting people mm. and to get let down. To me, it's just feedback. Like if somebody's not giving you something you need yeah. early on and you're feeling sad, almost like dating and the guy's never called or texted, it's like, mm-hmm. why are you, that's okay. That's feedback that their cadence doesn't match yours, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I so, like that. Yeah. And then as far as being the one that you want to be, oh my gosh, is your dog, is Lisey, we're, we're with her dog. Is she snoring or am I just making that up? She's it's so cute. very likely snoring. She's a bulldog. That's amazing. That's like so background cute. music, you know? <laughs> Why not? Come on, Lizzie. It's background podcast um, music. But kind of going back to being the one, like this yeah. girl at the bar, like <clears throat> it took me about 45 minutes to feel her energy actually as a human because mm. she had a front. Like she was a little bit, um, she, first of all, she was irritable. She was complaining mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, well, in Hollywood, you can't oh, meet anybody. They're fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People, friends suck. They're so flaky, especially if you have to drive to see each right. other, you know, stuff like she had a really negative story about the world. Yeah. So That's I was like, oh, I have too. a really great story about the world. That doesn't match. So Whenever I think, people say that about L.A., I'm like, everybody that I know in L.A. is fucking great. Yeah. Right. Why do you have, have that story? story? I've never been friends with anybody that really sucks. Yeah. But it's because our Here. community we've curated and it's so fucking insulated. But I also think that has to do with how you show up and what you yeah. attract. Totally. Yeah. And, and I just was like, oh, that's not good for me. And, and, and kind of going back to this idea, there have been some times in like my super clean energy box of my favorite people that someone has brought someone else in. And I'm super sensitive at that time for a lot of reasons. There's a lot going on in that box. That's the most generous box of people. That's the most show up. If I ask you to do something for a friend for free, like, hey, can you do this for me? I need you to do this, please. Yeah. You'll do it. And it's like, that's a sacred thing. Like, yeah. And so um, I've been really, I think you've seen me like with a wound or even be really, um, not really active but like easily ruffled yeah about when somebody brings somebody that kind of is like touching that little box for me of yeah. like my sacred people and I feel like they have taker energy mm-hmm. I'm like oh no, no no don't touch my box of people that are going to give you everything right so right. I've been really touchy about that and I think that there's something about like protecting 
the goodwill, you yeah. know? So I think when you have so full of wisdom, Snoop, do, am I though? Cause I'm like, yeah. I feel like I sound so like, no, this is amazing. That's great. I'm that's learning good from to know. you. Really? <laughs> yeah. No way. That's fucking Are you kidding great. me? You always think <laughs> well, we talk all the time. Like, I know, but I always learn so much from you. That's so interesting. I'm talking about these like <laughs> wells and so I'm making this up right now. I no, feel like I must be a course creator with I, you. you know? uh, yeah. It's like, you'll do this for work or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> it, well, it, it's interesting because people who come to me in pain, I'm like, oh, you're putting them in the wrong box. And that was the conversation with Pendrick. Of, yeah. Oh, no, that's a business transaction box. And it's a non-negotiable yeah. to have a close friend that is very transactional and yeah. business in that way. Yeah. If yeah. you don't if you don't want to lead with that. Yeah. You know, and for me, it feels really bad. I'm like, oh, I don't want people with an agenda. And there's a lot of that in our space. It's painful. Yeah, totally it's painful. Um, but yeah, so this girl, she had a negative worldview. And here's the thing about kind of these this pyramid of of the person at the top where you do all give all the people from your history mm-hmm. in that other box and then the people who have business transactions is worldview it's not to say that you need to have friends that have the same worldview as yours mm-hmm. but you do need to appreciate respect admire um be interested in their worldview yeah and i think that's where the depth is and also you're not going to get good some support from somebody whose worldview is too far away from yours it doesn't mean they can't right. be different that's usually beneficial yeah totally but um if like religion let's say you're highly religious um it's probably not going to work for you to have a friend whose worldview is atheist you know like yeah and so i think a lot of people um they, do, they don't curate who they're around and they don't consider their worldview. Mm-hmm. And so there've been some people that I meet where I'm like, Oh, that's great. But for example, this girl at the bar last night, um, she, she was so beautiful. She literally looked like Rihanna and Angelina Jolie had a baby. She's so beautiful. I could see men coming up to her. She was walking out. Um, you know, so she, she has options at least with men, you know, like sure. as a beautiful woman, like all these men coming up to her. And I was just thinking, oh, wow, she's going to like, unless they have her worldview where like things yeah. suck. Cause that's what she led with. Yeah. She started there and I don't have any judgment on it. It was more of a yeah. neutral cause here's the thing. And this is for anybody listening is like when you feel suffocation energy from somebody, like something about them is feeling smothering or suffocating or like a no to you. Usually it's that you're stuck in their frame of mm-hmm. their worldview. Right. And it's just feedback from your body. You need to step out. Right. You know, like maybe with some religion, if a religion isn't yours and you are told to follow those religions rules, it's like, that's very smothering. Right. You're stuck in a different worldview and it's not yours feedback for you to step out. Same with friendship. So her frame was very like things are tough and people suck. And I was like, oh my God, my frame is people are fucking amazing. Like I love my people. Frames. Yeah. And, 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 and and I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say this on my own podcast because it feels so politically incorrect, but to have somebody in my circle that, that leads with that worldview. And, and and you know what? Everybody's human. So there's going to be a day that I'll call you and be like, everything sucks, you know, that's human. But I could feel in her intuitively. And that's another thing is trusting your intuition that that's just how she sees things. You Mm -hmm. know, it feels like pollution in my pyramid. Yeah. Of my relationships. Like I don't want to pollute the bottom of my pyramid, my business relationships. Right. I don't want to pollute my history of friendships and have her around. I don't want to pollute my close friends who are going to give her everything because they're going to trust in our well of trust that anybody I bring is worth giving to paying attention because that's loyalty. And that's Mm -hmm. another thing that I've learned is a lot about loyalty. Like to me, loyalty means if your mom's like, if your mom's here, like treating her with a level of um, respect, kindness, patience, because you're my best friend. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, and I think that transfers in our friendship. It's like, the loyalty of like, oh, you're dating somebody or whatever. It's like wanting to get to know that person, mm-hmm. yeah. wanting to like set aside that time. Yeah. 
um it's all loyalty and yeah. so it, it, it was like wanting to get to know the other person's friend like mm-hmm. wanting to wanting to be open and receptive to getting open to know receptive. the other person's fr- like your friends that i don't know per se yeah and like making an effort of like totally being my best self around them because mm-hmm. i respect you therefore and you extend a level of generosity that yeah. usually would have to be earned yeah you know yeah 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 Hey, U-Turners, so sorry for the quick interruption, but if you're anything like me working from home, this quarantine has got you craving some structure, and I have gotten so much out of committing to a morning routine. And for me, that's looked like burning some Palo Santo every morning, sipping some coffee while I'm journaling, and of course, making my daily protein shake with Organifi's vanilla protein powder. I just put a scoop of their vanilla protein, frozen organic strawberries, half a frozen banana and coconut milk into the blender, and boom, That little candy addicted five-year-old living inside of me gets so happy feeling like she started her workday with what tastes like a vanilla milkshake with strawberries in it. So if you follow me on the gram, you know that even when I try to eat healthy, I tend to have little snacksidents and that's why I am so grateful that Organifi is now sponsoring the U-Turn podcast. It is such a milestone for us to have them supporting the show and I'm pretty sure that without their super healthy protein powder, I'd be lacking in my morning routine. So if you're looking for some consistency, and some structure in your diet. I am really in love with their products, which is why we wanted to get you hooked up with a discount when you go to Organifi.com slash U-Turn. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com backslash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N for 15% off. Now let's get back to the episode. It also made me think Alyssa Nobriga, um, the other day, like one of her, our, our, her friends, um, reached out and was saying, Oh, can you, we should catch up. And you know, my, my extremist came out. I actually really liked the girl. So she was an example of somebody that like my heart breaks that I don't yeah. have time to be your friend. Cause she's so much fun. Yeah. There, you know, there've been a couple of times where people, I really hit it off with. I'm like, God, this girl's so cool. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we're going to be the best of friends. And I'm like, no, we're not like, I don't oh. have time it's in my head. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I wish, you know, and I will say like, Oh, I wish we were. Yeah. I'm just like totally trying to keep up with the friendships I have. Yeah. I said that before that's really amazing the way that you can just be that clear yeah like i wish we were so many people have such a hard time being that clear not just with themselves but with other people is like a whole other thing totally yeah yeah well and i think that kind of comes back to the beginning of our conversation like what's your cadence what are your values what's your worldviews like Mm -hmm. what worldviews don't work for you Mm -hmm. and starting to like bullet point these out so that when you're out at a party for example when you find somebody who feels like they're hitting a lot of your spots you realize there's like something really sacred about that and it actually is quite rare because if you think about dating like a lot of people who are single they're like oh my gosh i want to find the one and i'm like well think about your best friends Mm. think about those people how much how many years of your life did you spend slowly collecting those humans right and it's like, you're expecting to meet the one in the next three months. Right. It took me like this many years to find you. Mm-hmm. Took me this many years to find Sarah Stewart. Took me this right. many years to find, you know, so it's like yeah. uh, interesting mindset. Yeah. I think in love where people are like, I want to meet the one right now. I'm like, it's not to say it can't happen. Mm-hmm. Of course it can. You can meet, you never know. Every day, one day is always going to be the day mm-hmm. that you do. So yeah. it's like, um, but I appreciate the time that's gone by, you know, like in those connections. Yeah, yeah. And um yeah so I think that's a really big point and then also with this girl 
she kind of tested me on all layers of this conversation. Yeah. Like she, what she a had a really story. negative worldview. She, she wouldn't, I, I, I can't, I hate, I hate that I'm being this honest, but you're, it's like it's, you, here we are. and you know what? I'm just going to trust that everybody on YouTube podcast is going to send me love. Even if I I'm think, like, I think you're, honest. I think you're being extremely neutral with how you're delivering it. So I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't have any like judgmental energy. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Cause I'm realizing even right now, as I'm talking to you, it's, I feel like I've get so, such good juju from everybody who listens to the show. Cause the guests are friends of ours. So yes. it's like such a good time I'm having on yeah, here yeah, and yeah. I love this. And then it's like for you to be interviewing me about something I'm good at requires a lot of saying no mm -hmm. and so i'm noticing i'm like oh my gosh i hope the u-turners still love me like yeah. my, my wound of wanting to still be liked uh -huh. you know despite being this like honestly ruthlessly honest you yeah know? totally because it is ruthless honesty and it doesn't work ruthless. for everybody people yeah. don't have to have this but um yeah so she it was really challenging because she wouldn't leave and william and i kind of wanted to have a date we were really looking forward to this really cool bar and she was really leading the conversation and it, i mean it was an hour when we were with her wow and we were on a date and so um, I didn't know how to say, Hey, we're going to like not hang out now, you know, like mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do with it. So f even for me, I have really good boundaries, you know, yeah. but our whole date was with this girl Yeah. and, um, she, she, after about 40 minutes, she started to get grounded and you know me, I'm a straight shooter. She started talking about how she doesn't have friends and I said, Hey, is it okay if I'm like be a straight shooter with you? And she said, yeah. And I'm like, I feel like it took me 45 minutes and now you're so lovely. Like you're so grounded. But like when we came over, you were saying a lot of polarizing things. Like I think she even said like, uh, I don't know. I think she called somebody like something racist, like, but it wasn't like, you know, people joke about things, but it was like, Hey, you can't joke like that mm -mm. when you don't know somebody, you don't know totally. what you're getting into. And so I said, you know, if you want to make more friends, which I, I think you are worthy of, you know, you're always worthy of friends. Then, I would say, number one, like, is it really true that you, that people suck? Because if you think that, why would you go seek out great people? Right. You know, if you believe that they're, they don't exist and such a good life coach. Yeah. And, and she was just <laughs> like, yeah, she's like, I don't know. This has just been the experience I'm willing. And, and then she talked about dating and how she doesn't want to date, but she's open to finding the one. And I'm like, well, everything in life is a process. And this is the thing that's so crazy. Like it's, it, it, friendship is like dating. It's like, you know, kind of going back to these references, it's like people want to meet the one overnight. And it's like, no, I had to go through some really weird you dates. You went on a lot of dates, man. I went on a lot of dates, so man. Dates. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like done, yeah. done. Yeah. Drinks after. I couldn't even keep up. Totally. I know. <laughs> I like, Which one? I know. Oh my gosh. I jogged the other day. So I was out. I saw you, right? That I ran into that old fling I had was yeah. up the next day. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, I forgot about you in my life too. So funny. I know. But it's like being willing to do that with friendships, like realizing that you're kind of dating. Like if you really want to curate a few people that like change your life and you change theirs and it's so deep and transformative and generous, it's like that doesn't come like on your first step, you know, yeah, usually totally. like you, you learn through that. And a lot of learning looks like saying no, because I think as it is with many things in life, it's not about finding the one it's about saying no to the wrong ones, Yeah, you know, cause if you're with the wrong one, you're just, wa you're not wasting time, but you're spending a lot of time distracted. It's yeah. quite distracting. And I think what I, what I watched in your experience of dating was mm -hmm. that you kept integrating the lessons that you got from each date that you went on. Mm -hmm. So you became a more integrated and embodied human within yourself. And yeah. I kept saying, you're just, you're just getting closer. Like, I feel like each one is getting closer. 
Mm-hmm. And by the time you finally got to William, I was like, oh, here you are. Here he is. Yeah, But you totally. integrated each lesson every single time and you didn't just like Stick fall with back them. into old patterns and like you really were doing the work while you were doing it. Yeah. It was almost like when I started to almost commit to certain guys, like get in a relationship with them, it yeah. was like there was something missing and that would end the relationship. But then the next time I dated somebody, I was like, I'm not going to let that thing be missing next time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, yeah, you're right. That is the case with friends. Um, and so for anybody, I think looking to create friends, yeah, top three, yeah, top three steps or ways to, um, well, we talked about coming up with your values and your boxes currently. So maybe yeah. like a current evaluation of yourself yeah. and your situation. Yeah. And then another interesting lens is to, this is really weird, but I like it and I've, I've done Give it. Give us the weirds. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, here's my challenge for anybody listening is look at your calendar, schedule a dinner with a reservation for four people mm-hmm. in six weeks and tell yourself that your project, your experiment is to fill your dinner table. That's so fun. And it means you're like a recruiter looking to bring people to your table. And when you can provide people with a group experience, you're providing them something that beyond what they can just give with themselves. And so there's value add in that. So if you're an entrepreneur, it looks like saying, Hey, I do these entrepreneur dinners. Um, and I would love for you to come the next one's in like six weeks. Mm-hmm. That's your t- table of four. I love that. You know, like I don't host, I just make a reservation, but it's always cool people. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. If you're in the workforce, it's like, and you want to network, you can be like, Hey, I do these dinners for badass women or badass men. Um, one's not coming up for a little bit, but do you want, give me your number and I'll like invite you to the next one. Yeah. People always love an invitation. Like you were saying, like to be invited. So fun. Yeah. So yeah. it's like your job is to fill your table mm-hmm. and keep your little receptors open for like people that you think. And when you are saying to them, Hey, I provide an experience um, and you'll meet cool people. It takes the pressure off of you and it gives yeah. you an opportunity to get to know people yourself. Yeah. And um, it puts you at the center Mm-hmm. of a network. So you could do that on a professional level. Yeah. You can also do that at a friendship level. You can say, Hey, I, um, I do little, I initiate these little girls night outs and mm-hmm. it's really great women. Like, do you want me to loop you in next time? You would have so much fun. Yeah. And then you meet that person and they're like, yeah, here's my number, please. And you text them. Great meeting you. Like I'll let you know soon when the next one is so good. Yeah. yeah. And then from there, it's like, maybe you find five people and you have to expand your reservation. Yeah. It's also an excuse to explore where you live. And I really like that too. Cause you know, I love that. I love your restaurant. I love my restaurants. So like, fun. I know I've had this like extra five pounds on me these past <laughs> few weeks. Cause I've been loving them extra this holiday season. I think the thing about, um, the initiation thing and yeah. like, bringing people together, that's mm-hmm. like one thing that I love so much about you. And like, Thanks, I'm Snoop. consistently looking to do more and more myself. I do find in LA specifically the community that we've created and the, the like little sub communities that yeah. I've found within my own initiation exploration. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm full a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but when I do, like the thing that I've been thinking about and noticing with community building specifically is that a community is where there are multiple people in a group and they all have separate relationships relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's not just Ashley has all these friends and everyone's friends with Ashley only. It's no. like Pendrick is friends with, with Bucci yeah. and Alyssa is friends with 
steward and like everyone's has totally. some level of connection to each other and the way that that happens is through events and yeah. like consistent events not just one-offs mo consistently over time mm -hmm. and there's like, also a block to that though i think there's like girl like wounding that a lot of women have where they're like am i allowed to be friends individually with that person's friend like yeah, if i bring true, sally true. over here right now for this yeah. podcast it's like which you would feel weird being like hey what's sally's number and like right. creating your own friendship with her so i think that that's part of the standard of that top box is that there's so much mm -hmm. trust there's such such a well of goodwill there's so much family bond that you encourage like yeah, oh encourage. this person oh, is really great yeah. be their friend if you feel like it yeah they're awesome i love that um yeah and so another thing i didn't even mention was when i came here like today like i, I wouldn't say i'm off today but i'm like i'm hungover today yeah. you know and it was interesting because when i got here um I was realizing, I'm like, that's another thing with friendship is allowing people to be where they are, you know, and, and setting that as a standard. That's so like amazing. how many times have we hung out and like, you're having an off day, I'm having an off day. I'm like, oh, you're having an off day. And I could see you trying to perk up and I'm like, hey, don't need you to perk up. Right. Like want to put on Netflix, like you're allowed to be pissed off or you're allowed to be the whole flavor of your human experience. Like whatever color of the rainbow you want to be today, you can have it, you know? I think and, that it's harder with friendships in some capacity because mm -hmm. it's like, with dating, you don't you spend so much time with the person that it's almost inevitable that they're going to catch you in a bad day. That's a good point. And if you're not with friends enough and you don't have that like top box of like consistency built up, yeah, you only really see friends when you're like good. We yeah, and those usually wouldn't be those friends in that top yeah. box of yeah. like you're well. And 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 of course, like if somebody's always a certain way, then that just becomes their worldview and their being. And yeah. you know that that level of True. repetition is just where they're at, and yeah. then it might not be a match anymore. Yeah, but um, I try to invest and this is the first time in my life like that when something's off in that that group of people like us I've in the past I used to be scared to come talk and say hey this is what you said that I didn't like or I didn't know what to do with it or mm -hmm. I was being weird or I realized I was being passive because yeah. I wanted you to do this and I, I'm sorry that I was manipulating you I didn't even realize yeah. I said it that way whatever this is the first time I've come up to friends because I've been so invested in this well that I've built of trust with these yeah. friendships and it's only grown the intimacy. Yeah. You know, which has been really amazing. Um, but yeah, I would yeah. suggest anybody who's listening, like go fill a dinner table, like such set, a, your, set a yourself challenge. on a mission. Yeah. And it takes the, the onus off of you to be like, want to hang out with me? It's like, right. no, I'm going to give an experience and I'm going to choose yeah. maybe one person or maybe none from that dinner. Maybe we're just business networking and maybe the next dinner has eight people and I keep these four and add four yeah. more, you know, like you can make a game out of it. So fun. But those dinners allow you to be like, we need to connect. Like what's your week like next week? And then you have friendships. So oh, such, such a good challenge. Curation. I really, I really think that's one of the things that you were such an expert at. And I'm so glad that you spent so much time talking about this on this, on this interview, because yeah. it's something you are so incredible at. And you've really Thank spent you. time becoming incredible at and teaching people how to be friends and learning how to be a good friend and how to create friendships that are deep, that mm -hmm. are fulfilling, that have levels of intimacy that allow you to just be your full self and allow for the full spectrum of your experience to exist and to trust build this trust between people and multiple people is like one of the most beautiful and important things that yeah. you can do. Isn't and, it? I, and I love that. Thanks. Snoopy. Yeah. It's been yeah. like, it's been so big for my career. Like I feel mm -hmm. like I got a book deal cause Sarah Stewart <clears throat> got a book deal. Like I, right. and you know, she's in that well with us. So it's yeah. like, I watched her achieve that and was like, 
wow, I can achieve this. And not only can I, but she's in that group of people that I trust and that I can make asks of. So I called her and said, who can you connect me to? What do I need to do for this? I want to make this happen. And there's a mindset of, oh, great. I'm glad you called because, yeah, you should be doing this too. Let me help. Come over. Totally, totally. Like, please help. Yeah. Like, why why aren't you doing this? Yeah. So my career has gone up because of it. I think just a small nuance inside of that is like, deeply lifting each other up like yeah like why like the conversations we've had about your instagram i'm like you are so good at this why are you not doing like, more creating amazing things like I the, know. the things that you say it's just like the levels of um like being w- witnessed and seen you made a whole post about that like the feeling of being fully seen and like being fully propped up by your friends as well and not yeah. just any levels of weird competition or like yeah. if, he, if she succeeds and I can and any of that weird scarcity. Yeah. And it's like, like that and it, yeah, thank you. I feel like it's kind of goes back to that word that I can't, I don't know why I'm saying, but it feels like pollution. Yeah. Like if you have a very clean pyramid of people that you've really carefully curated, it's like you have a responsibility not to allow pollution into that because I respect all souls of wherever they are in their journey. But I, I can have those boundaries with love of like the girl last night. It's like, Oh, I see you and you're a good soul and you're going through something and I'm not available for it because Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to take this on. Yeah. And William was commenting that we left the bar. We're like, Hey, we're heading to a party. She's like, Oh, well, where's the party? And I was like, no way. Like this can't happen. And I'm like, oh, it's just a block down. She's like, oh, I live there. I'll walk you guys, you know, and keep going on your this date with you guys. And William told me this. I didn't even hear her say it, but she said, hey, let's exchange information. But by that point, I was already across the street heading to the party. <laughs> and um, I told William, oh, well, I don't feel a responsibility. Like I, I, it's not rejection, even though people can hold it that way. Sure. It's like, oh, I'm not a match for her. We're not a match. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know. Like I just trust that so much because it creates so much discord in your life when you allow something in that isn't a match. Yeah. You know, you're not working well for the other person. Like this is not a good time for anybody. Yeah. And it's not going to be good for her if there's any messy energy if you're like giving her your number and then ignoring it. And like, not that you would do that, but like that happens all the time. And like I used to do that quite often, just like ignore because I didn't want to have the conversation of like, yeah. Hey, I didn't even want to give you my number. And now I don't want to tell you that I don't want to talk to you, but I, you have yeah, it. And then awkward. now I'm ignoring you. And now that's painful. And, and then like you don't want to be like the ugh. mean girl. That's like, you can't sit with us. Cause that's not it at all. Totally. It's like, and that's not what you don't even have any of that in your body. Like I don't have that. It's like, it was more just like, Oh no. Like uh, look like a mental look at my calendar being like, I don't have a date and time for this, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. Um, so if I had heard her, cause William was like, did you hear her say that when we walked across the street? I'm like, Oh no, I didn't hear her and um i told him i said she's a really nice girl i hope she shifts because she could totally make friends you know yeah and he's like well yeah did you not hear she asked for your information i said oh my god no i did not hear that um but i would have said oh like i don't know what i would have done with that maybe just been like let's connect on instagram you know like yeah probably would have created a distance you know um and and just said like the same thing i talked about early like Like, hey i'm my plate is totally full yeah if things change i'll circle back to you yeah totally. you know because it really is the truth if if my feelings about this change i will circle back yeah you're so clear and that's happened before being clear is so great being being not clear i mean getting clarity is a process but when you're not clear about what you want in friendship or relationships it's like you're you're constantly creating all so much that you don't even yeah leaky, want. leaky energy everywhere leaky energy everywhere yeah. and then you can't give to the people you want to give to it's yeah. such a trip no one has time for that nobody has the time for that yeah yeah but it's interesting i have a little story in my head even as, in a, as i'm telling you this i'm like do i seem less approachable now that i'm picky with my friends 
but I hope I don't think I am. I don't think I think um, I, I like everybody. So I think the thing is that it's you're so clear that it's not your responsibility for how people hold you in that mm -hmm. and it's like it's so maybe it's hard for people to hear honesty so maybe that's where the story is coming from because mm -hmm. it might be hard for a lot of people to hear that or how they're going to relate to themselves when they hear that mm -hmm. and then wondering any interactions with you or other people that might have had a similar thing and i think at the end of the day snoop like the way that i see it is that your clarity provides so many more so many people their own personal clarity that's great because they're getting hit with a boundary which forces them to check in with themselves yep and how they're relating to themselves with how they're receiving that mm -hmm. and that's on them yeah and then that forces them to actually check in with how they feel about friendships yeah and how they are being in these types of relationships and i i think it's like you said it's it, it really is all for the better at the end of the yeah, day yeah it really like that's really how the world is. works when you're clear totally and yeah. when you create those people for yourself and you give without attachment to those people yeah it's like you number one like you were saying our career has gone up and it's mm -hmm. never been the intention it's just a result yeah it's just a genuine result that's always going to happen totally people who care about you there's so many times where i'll tell you something snoop and you have a curiosity about it that only can come from somebody who really loves you you know yeah really loves yeah, you because yeah, yeah, yeah. if somebody updates you on like a shitty week or like whatever happened usually you'll just hear it but if you really care about the person you want them to be well you want them to be there's a curiosity that will follow of yeah. like well what can you do about this or do you want to start looking at that or um and and that is so priceless for your career for your self-actualization for your purpose for your family relationships mm -hmm. for for your body like mm -hmm. i used to have anxiety and and i have had such less because it's like i have this group that i know supports me you know yeah so yeah that invisible well the invisible like such force a field from yeah yeah totally so we spent so much time talking about this i yeah. think if we can um i would love for you to share mm -hmm. updates on where you're at with your life and career currently because i'm not sure if your podcast listeners have really heard that and just like there's been so much that has been going on with you in your life, your career, the way that things have shifted with yep. your book this year. And I feel like because you are a career coach and that's yep. what people know you for, I think what you're currently going through would be so valuable to share. Yeah. I think this year I've been more in touch than ever with the essence of who I am versus the titles that might match it mm. oh fuck. so can we just yeah rewind and repeat that one yeah that the essence so of who you are versus the titles that could match it it's like mm -hmm. i'm more in touch with um the fact that i'm ch chatty the fact you know like kind of going on the friendship thing it's like i always like being at a party and talking to everybody yeah you know um I'm in the, I'm in touch with that essence of me. Like I like people, You're silly. um, I'm silly, you know, I don't sound silly on this show, but like, you're I'm the totally silliest a person. I'm such a fucking ham. I don't know why I'm not being silly now. Like, why am I being so normal? Maybe I'm just hungover. I don't but, know. Yeah. Yeah. This is know. like the normalist that I've been for a while. Yeah. That's okay. Um, yeah. We receive me being normal, <laughs> yes. I guess. <laughs> Permission to be normal. Um, so I've just been noticing that like what I really feel connected to is just 
creativity. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to follow different nudges that I've noticed um, just by being out in the world. So maybe for you, if you do these dinners, for example, that I'm talking about, it's like maybe you want to just do those to find yourself because there's so much feedback you can get by being around other people and new eyes. Sometimes you get really valuable feedback from people who've known you forever, but you can equally get powerful feedback from somebody who's never talked to you before because they're just fresh eyes. So it's like uh, learning that there's so many different ways to express this essence that I have. It's, it's chatty, it's people driven, it's curious. It's um, if you think about all the things it takes to be a good career coach, it's like um, curious uh, healing abilities, transformation abilities, questions, Mm -hmm. curiosity, connection, discernment, intuition, all these different things, understanding of the workforce. And I'm looking at all of these abilities and, the way I be in the world through being silly and thought thinking a lot, like I have a lot of depth Yeah, uh, is saying, wow, there's so many other paths I could take with this essence. I could be yeah. a real estate agent. I could be a talent agent. I could be, um, you know, a motivational speaker, which is what I've been up to. And only recently I saw somebody who was creating a film. I went on a trip to the middle East with a bunch yeah. of filmmakers and was like, wow, I just want to follow that nudge. I want to create a film that feels inspiring. Yeah. So I'm just living my life where whenever something is speaking to me loudly enough, I'm not afraid to just follow it, honor it, explore it, or just check it out. Like, yeah. And I think that's something that people don't give themselves permission for is like, check it out. Like, yeah, don't commit. And I think there's a distinction between interested and committed. Mm, you know good. and it's like really looking at like what am i interested in what am i committed to like for example exercise interested yeah, not committed, not committed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is interesting to me but yeah. not committing to it yeah like yeah. i'm like i'm interested in running a few times a week let's see if i'll do it yeah and i'll do it a couple times a week you know yeah. i'm committed to running five times a week totally different energy you know yes yeah and you get what you commit to you yeah. don't get much more than that yeah. you know or less so um, it, with my career, career, it's been my book. That was the most nourishing, fulfilling experience I've ever had is writing a book. And you're done writing it now. I'm done writing it. And it was, I think when you feel chapters. something like that, 12 chapters, Damn. you feel like when you're really on purpose with yourself in your career, you feel such a nourishment from it, such a fulfillment from it that it starts to inform like a, a new bar of like, oh, that felt so good. I don't want to create anything that feels less than that Mm, for me. Yeah, totally. And so I've been tuning into that feeling of expansion with myself and, and exploring like what other ways can this essence of being this way of being in the world that I carry with me? Um, you know, cause if I ask anybody or, you know, I could even ask you like one of my favorite career coaching questions is like telling people to ask, how does the room change when I walk in? So if I asked mm-hmm. you, how does the, how, like when I leave a room, for example, what's, what's left with me? Like what, or yeah. when I come into a room, what comes with me? What would you say? Like humor, you totally know? humor, totally connection, Totally wisdom, groundedness, mm-hmm. laughter, mm-hmm. so much of that. So that's my essence, that's right? Essence. Yeah. yeah. And great. when I think about you, Snoop, I think about um, groundedness, curiosity, um, non-judgment, um, you, you know, like warmth. words like warmth, love, you, you, you know, like your name at Burning Man being pure heart. Yeah. <laughs> like very pure heart. People feel that that's your essence. Yeah. So it's like, if you want to channel that into your career and get to the pulse of who you are, it's like, okay, cool. Like what career paths work really well and particularly with someone who's grounded and curious right. and loving, you know, there's, there are paths, you know, that will match that many. Um, and there's, a, I mean, of course, as a career coach, it's like, there's a thousand other things I can ask. And I do that with clients, but it's like, 
I found this piece to just be so useful to clarify on, you know, and, and I'm, I'm like, wow, I I would love in my life. There's so many, and sometimes I see people in the workforce and I'm like, oh, I would love to have a whole career path doing that, but I don't have enough time in this whole life to do that one too. Next lifetime. Next lifetime. Yeah. Like I'm so, (laughs) sometimes I feel that. What were some of those things? um, I forget what you were saying. You know, I, I saw a talent agent and I was like, that would be cool. Like, it's not about the celebrities. I don't really care about celebrities that much, but like art the art like oh wow this is an artist that can move people and create Mm -hmm. something and i'm gonna i'm gonna there's like a mama bear protection energy of like being their confidant their agent i would see you being really good at that yeah Yeah, yeah, and it's people it's networking it's like using my essence it's like my my being like or even like you were wanting to utilize that energy to get brand deals for me so we can have fun in vegas yeah (laughs) totally i will handle this yeah i'll be the communicator i will be the point person (laughs) oh my gosh a funny way of using that totally yeah. everybody who's listening like there are multiple times i've been with bucci in like las vegas where i'm like can we use your instagram to get like a, a fun dinner right now or something she's like what yes. the fuck? by the way this is what it looks like when somebody's at the top of your pyramid like yeah. how who can could you ask your that instagram can we account? use your resources for a beneficial night like most people would not feel comfortable asking that in a can friendship I go through your dms and yeah. ask them directly so we can get a free trip <laughs> yeah i think the other day i texted sarah pendrick and i'm like look we're going to bali send me your instagram password password yeah, yeah, i need to get us all like a brunches and all this stuff you know she's like all right and i'm like i'm gonna send some dms totally that's the kind of level of connection we all have which is really something that's really something when i say it like that but um but yeah i think talent agent would be one one fascination i have (laughs) and i'm trying to think what would you see me as snoop i mean i think i could be a realtor like i'd I'd be i think i'd do great at selling houses yeah yeah i like beautiful surroundings i like people Mm -hmm. like yeah you're really describing things describing things Mm -hmm. you know like inspiring people to like get what they want like i would get so high in a house with somebody who it's like their dream home but maybe it's 100k too much yeah yeah, i'd be like but you love it you know like like, come on i think i'd have a really good time selling it for some reason like um maybe it's a wound like since i lost my house as a kid i like think i'd crush it as a realtor and people get homes you know circular karma there fair enough what else um i just think with with all of your shifts though it's like really cool for others to hear that it doesn't have to just stay the same also yeah and it's like you're just consistently learning more and more and more about yourself and it's like getting it's just like a constant coming into more clarity all the time Mm -hmm. and i think that i love what you said about doing something really excellent and really setting the bar for what you want to do and create in the future for yourself that is at that same level of excellence, fulfillment, and joy. And I think all of that together is such a cool learning lesson for considerations of like how, like it's okay if things move, shift, change, Mm -hmm. adjust, readjust in different seasons of your life with different priorities or different excitements or different nudges. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting because I think that in order to really self-actualize in your career within yourself, within your relationships, it it's going to require transition periods yeah. and it's going to require the willingness to change. I, I surrender to the truth that I could be a backup dancer in this lifetime 
yeah. in the same year <laughs> I could get a movie out. Like, yeah, I just feel in touch with possibility and I'm really curious. And whenever I see I anybody that. doing anything that my soul is lit up by, like where I'm like, Whoa, you're so cool. Yeah. I remember like that's available to me. Like, yes, you know, like this, this universe, this planet that we're on is like a spigot and it's, it's pouring things out and mm-hmm. whoever wants to drink from it can like mm-hmm. it's, it's equal opportunity. Yeah. The arts are equal opportunity. Anybody yeah. can write a book, whether you want to get a big publishing house behind it or not. Like you have right. the right to write it it's like we have the pursuit of happiness and so for me I don't see my career as this like line that I'm building I see it as an experiment and a lot of people would object to that and be like yeah but I need to pay my bills I have a kid I have a husband like all these things yeah and you could get a part-time job to do that or or you could lower your expenses or you could and then you could do this other thing on the side like people are not uh, usually as I don't want to say receptive. It's more like aware that that's available to them. You know, like you don't have to punch the clock in the same way everybody else is. If you want to explore, Mm -hmm. you can play around part time with something, you know, and And still take care of yourself and still take care of yourself. You're really good at. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, um, so I've been coaching now for 10 years and it's across the board. Like my favorite people lately. I know it is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, no wonder you're so good. Oh, thanks, Snoop. Well, you're, you're biased for my best friend. You're like, you're so amazing. Well, I get all the coaching from you, so yeah. it's pretty great. You do and you don't. Like, all of us do. Yeah, well. Yeah, we, we get do. it from each other. Yeah, you totally have coached yeah. me on a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, I would say, I don't know, like, I find that in order to have a career you're really excited about, you have to be willing to build something out and then say, this doesn't work for me and like step away. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're just committing to a life experience that might end up feeling mediocre to you. And that's okay. There's no judgment there if that's what you're down to have. Yeah. You know, we're all down for different things. Yeah, totally. So, so speaking of what we're down for, I would Mm -hmm. love to know, we had, we had this conversation in your new place the other day on Monday Mm -hmm. and you were talking about what you you were recognizing a couple of things that really made you, you Mm -hmm. and how some of those things connected to certain people and kind of, kind of having this whole theme of friendship. What were some of those things that like you think really just make you, you outside of just your essence? Like we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I did this the other day. I was just telling you, Booch. Um, well, we were talking about living situations and yeah, and moving and like and like why we are so attached to certain places. Like you, you love West Hollywood. Yeah, you have like this whole love affair, whole love affair with, with West Hollywood. The yeah. restaurants and like the things that you do yeah. and the places that you go and totally. your meditation place and stuff. Yeah, you're so right. I was just telling Booch the other day that I was in my journal and I started freeform writing all of the little things that make me me kind of yeah. like a little Mr. Potato head, like all my little parts that what I am. That? So you know, <laughs> oh, okay. That I little see. toy. Okay. <laughs> I love you. Snoop. You're like, what the I fuck is like, that? Missed that metaphor. <laughs> yeah. You good metaphor. You know me. There's always like a drive by metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like, you know, Mr. Potato head, like you put his arm in, you put a hat on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that's us as humans. Yeah. And, um, I just put down all my little Mr. Potato head pieces. I got this idea from Tatiana Ray. She talks about Mr. Potato Head being people. Got it. Yeah. And um, it's like, okay, I love rap music. I love West Hollywood. I love restaurants. I love Paris. I love poetry. I love cupcakes. I love uh, crab cakes. Like all the little things. But you're not bypassing and you're not too into it. But you also have this 21 year old in you that loves to go party and have fun. And I love EDM music. I love nightclubs. I love. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So it was like 
scarves, sweaters, all the way down to how I dress. Yeah. And I wrote down all of these things and I started putting dashes next to them of like, where did that thing come from? Mm-hmm. So I noticed that my, my love for sweaters and pea coats and boots comes from my big sister. I wrote down that my love for backless dresses comes from my friend, Jessica, like all these little things. Um, yeah. you actually were EDM. So funny. Yeah. I always liked it, but I didn't like really listen to it until I started being good friends with you. And then, um, you know, I just kind of looked at the whole thing and I realized, number one, there are very few things that just come from me without explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's poetry, create yeah. like um, creative writing. Yeah, same with me. France. Not poetry, but just creating. Yeah, creating. Um, I love, I have a love for France. I have love for Paris. I, I go a lot. It's like also um, rap music. Like all of those things were beyond explanation. I started writing poetry when I was 10. So it's like, yeah. Why? You know, that's just yeah. me. There was nothing that made me do that or mm-hmm. anybody that showed me it. Yeah. I just did it. And so I think those things are really sacred because it kind of strips you away of all of the, the forces that have created you and it puts you back in the path of like, who are you? Yeah. And it's like poetry, Paris, the language of French that I speak as somebody who's bilingual. It's like, these are all pieces of me yeah. that are extra sacred because they come from nowhere else. And it's not to say that something that somebody opens you up to isn't just as sacred. It just feels like it's a part of my roots and it's easy to deviate and get like shiny object syndrome, especially as an entrepreneur and be like, that's the next thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, eh, when I really look at my roots, when I really look at my essence, it's like these core pieces are always going to want to be expressed Mm -hmm. because they belong to me against reason. Like they're just here. You know? Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. A little exercise for everybody. Write down all your little Mr. Potato Head I'm pieces. I'm going to do that. Yeah. So fun. I know. I I'm kind of curious. I've done a couple of different times, but not like a full long list. Yeah. I want you to text me a picture pieces. of like, I want to see I who will. influenced you. Yeah. Totally. I wonder if what comes from your sister. Good question. Yeah. I'll, I'll do the whole If exercise. anything. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's, it's good to like just sit down and, and be with yourself while you do it. Yeah. What's really profound about it is sometimes people you've spent the most time with, there's nothing you can track back to them. Mm-hmm. So that's just this feedback. You guys have spent time together, but yeah. it doesn't mean that they've volleyed you something that you've carried. Totally. Oh my gosh. Really... Have I been talking forever? This, I just like, I, I feel like I can go forever. We should probably yeah. do another one. I yeah. think it's so funny that it's taken me this long to finally sit down and do this podcast. I know. Episode, We've scheduled but... this like three times. And Everybody we've actually like recorded and had bad audio and it's yeah. just like. But this <laughs> feels like the best one. This feels like what this we one, had to this say. This one's a really, really good one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think everything that you shared had so much deep, deep wisdom in it. And I, and I am like always just in awe of how you express what you have to say. And it always comes from this place of like really like having the conversations with yourself and Mm -hmm. getting super clear with yourself on how you navigate life and who you actually are. And I really think that the way that you're expressing in your career is so helpful to not just the world, but to yourself, because I feel like this expression is, is truly deeply you. And it's like doing such good work because it's just you yeah, and people are really you, to me and my experience and how I've experienced you as a friend are receiving it in such deep healing ways. And I really just mm-hmm. fucking love you. I and love I think you. you're incredible. And I'm Thank so you, happy Snoop. we did this and I hope everyone so loves you. it. Yeah. And I hope, I mean, I really appreciate you doing this with me because yeah. I don't really know how to like get on here and like talk about me. Yeah. And I also feel like a lot of, uh, a lot of like a vulnerability hangover of like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like it's so t- tough to talk about friendship because a lot of creating your yes means like knowing your nose. Yeah. And so I was like, this is going to be one big episode of me showing people where I say no yeah. and hoping that they're going to be down for that, you know? And I think, I think that is something that you can offer the world as a gift because 
the no's are supporting people in, in the more of their yeses and more people that need to be more in their yeses yeah. than a lot of no's and a lot of leaky energy. And I think that at the end of the day, regardless of how people receive it or how they might be relating to themselves, hearing something like that, where there might be some triggers around any boundaries for people, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's only better. It's only mm-hmm. useful. Yeah. It's value. Thank you, Snoopy. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks, and guys. Sending you guys love. Hope you find your yeses. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the U-Turn Podcast. If any of our guests mention any resource that you're interested in, you can head on over to ashleystall.com and press the podcast tab to see any show notes. It's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com. On that page, you're also going to see our brand new free quiz, helping you discover which career path you're actually meant for. It's followed by tons of content-packed emails about your personality in the work course. And of course, we just can't thank you enough for your written reviews. These reviews mean a lot for our show to keep getting out there. So if you ever send me a DM on the gram, and I'm so grateful that you have, I would love it if you would copy and paste that into the podcast app of your smartphone as a written review. It would mean so much for us over here at the show. Thanks again for being here, and I can't wait to connect with you next week.